0: Viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized.
1: That's Chris. That's shan And welcome to CCTV, the non-stop pop show.
0: And today we are heading back to Pop One Hundred and One class and learning about the Pussy Cattle. <music>
1: If you're wondering who we are, Chris and I have a huge range of experience in the music industry from performing on stage to working at record level. So we have a lot of insight into this crazy music industry. So come join us on Patreon to join us in these discussions at patreon.com/slash cctvpops. And shout out to our crew members, Lisette, Lily, and Emily.
0: Yes. All right. I am so excited to talk about the Quissy Cat yeah. dolls today. Mm-hmm. Um, so are you a fan?
1: I can't stand them. They're they are absolute like floors and i'm joking um they were so cool to me when i was a kid and i remember when they came out i was in catholic school and i was like oh my god this is edgy this is this is nasty but not too nasty because you know hmm. it was it was we were allowed to listen and sing it at school so it was fun um i learned everything about them when i was younger like like their individual doll names like you know angel angel doll foxy oh. doll pendo doll they, i never I really kidding. caught on
0: but okay that's they
1: try yeah. They tried, but I thought it was so cute because it gave them each a personality and it was easy to kind of like, oh, that one is this type or that one is that type. Um, I don't think Nicole ever had it had a, had a name. Um, uh, I think everything about them was <laughs> pretty iconic. I mean, the old English font, the sailor stripes, the hoodies, absolutely mm. iconic. And honestly, I like a lot of Robin Anton's groups. Um, I miss grown women, girl groups. So when I saw them and when I see them, I just feel like, Oh my gosh, are we ever going to get that again? Um, mm. uh, what about you? How do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm a big
0: fan. I mean, I love girl groups anyway, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, right. but I liked how unique they are. Like I think the burlesque angle is so smart it's so interesting uh, and mm-hmm. I think their songs have aged quite well overall actually like you could put out Don't You Now and it would still be a hit you know yeah and also as a dancer I'm sure for you as well mm. like yeah they're great dancers like they're great <laughs> performers they know how to put on a show so credit to them and also Robin and everyone else involved with that because it really they really are very mm-hmm. talented um, with that right. so yeah um, obviously I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on the creative decisions and stuff and, and just like Ooh. the whole business of it. So I'm excited to talk about it. I think it'll be yeah, fun. Me too. Um, so anyway, <laughs> we have created playlists for you to follow along on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music if you want to listen to the full tracks or watch the music videos. So the links are in the description. So class is in session.
1: Going back to 1990, Robin Anton, a choreographer in LA, came up with the idea of a modern burlesque dance troupe and eventually secured a residency in an LA nightclub called the Viper Room in 1995, where they remained until 2001. The troupe had a rotating group of dancers and featured many famous guests, including Christina Applegate and Carmen Electra. Shout out to Carmen Electra because she had a whole rap career. Um. <laughs> <laughs> eventually, Robin met with producers Jimmy. Ivine and Ron Fair and they formed a joint venture with Interscope Records to sign the brand. We say brand and not the group because the members chosen for PCD, the group, didn't actually sign record deals. They were actually employees of Interscope Records. Their first big performance was a big spender at the MTV Asia Awards in February 2004. Of humor opportunities including recording a cover of Sway for the Shall We Dance soundtrack. Other may be on the
0: floor.
1: Members Kaya, Sia, Casey left the group, and Robin decided to step back from performing and just managed and creative directed the group. Mm-hmm. So yes. Chris, what did you think about their first big performance of Big Spender? <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, first off, it's interesting because Melody takes the lead. It's just weird seeing Nicole in the background, right? Oh, yeah. So it's just, it's just strange. Um, but I agree, I guess, with the choice to eventually go with Nicole. I, I do wonder if this was kind of like a test for Melody, actually. This performance, you know, it's kind of interesting to see, like, what the dynamics were. But in general, I'm glad they reduced the number of members because that initial <laughs> iteration was way too big. You know, it's yeah. like K-pop status, but then without the uniqueness of each member, you know? Like, if you're only gonna have one <laughs> sing.
1: Right. You don't what's need, the
0: point? <laughs> like, ten background people, you know? No. Um, that are all, like, mostly white and blonde, you know? Ooh. So it's just a lot. Um anyway, I like this I liked the version of Sway though. And Nicole definitely, you know, like I said, took her rightful place as the lead singer. Um Mm -hmm. So yeah, what did you think of kind of the beginning?
1: Uh, you know, I think it's interesting because I, when Robin went and the rest of them were looking for girl group members, they wanted that Christina Aguilera sound. They, mm-hmm. I remember her, I forgot what it was. It was like a, not even behind the music. It was like a behind the scenes of like the Pussycat Dolls being created. She said, we wanted someone that sounded like that and, and Melody came through and I was like, oh, so it is what you wanted, but I guess it just didn't. Again, the litmus test kind of failed a bit, mm-hmm. um, and she was pretty young as well. So having her be like the the front of the group may have been a little bit, uh, maybe not the right choice at the time because she was so young. Um, and also, I think that if they would have kept that sound, it it would have just sounded like Lady Marmalade. Because I mean, if you think about the whole the way they were dressed, the way they the way they were coming across, it could have been just just been seen as like you know Christina Aguilera's kind of mm-hmm. like I guess. Sh- spinoff show. I don't even know. But the old jazzy big band sound was really untouched at the time. I mean, it's really cool seeing American Songbook and, like, standards being recreated in this way, especially with girls who, who do look the way they do and do dance the way they they danced. Excuse me. Um, and I think with Sway, Nicole definitely uh, gave some smooth finesse to it. She sounded great. I mean, I think, I do believe she comes from the theater background, so she does have some of the technique that's necessary to to deliver this kind of song. Um, I mean, she did come from Eden's Crush, where she was wailing her little face off with their first single as well. So she's definitely a solid pop vocalist for sure. Uh, She held it down for them as well. And I I was surprised that she hadn't been assigned to the role sooner because will I am is the one who recommended her to Robin. So it's interesting to see how things work out for sure. Um, But honestly, I'm really glad that they didn't take the full jazzy sound and because i don't think they would have hit the charts as well um as they did with their first full single
0: so with the group lineup and its members roles solidified work was underway to complete the group's first album and it should be noted that nicole scherzinger was now officially the lead singer and the only member with an actual record deal so, Melody and Carmine were sub-vocals and did record, you know, some background things on a couple tracks. Um, and Jessica and Ashley and Kimberly only focus on the dancing, and their vocals do not actually appear on the first album at all. So, mm. with the hunt for a strong first single, the group landed on Don't Ya. Don't
1: you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? Ah. Don't you wish your girlfriend was a freak like me?
0: This was a song co-written by Busta Rhymes and CeeLo Green that was originally recorded by Tori Alamaze, but which didn't have much success. And Doug Morris, the chairman of Universal Music Group, felt the song could be a hit for the group, and he was very right. Because the Pussycat Dolls <laughs> version, which featured Busta Rhymes, which ended up being released in April 2005, was a massive hit all across the globe. And was one of the best-selling songs of the year. And actually remains the group's best selling single as well. So, what do you think <laughs> of Don't Ya?
1: This song is uh, great. Mm. Uh, I think I remember watching it on VH1, like, no, not VH1, MTV hits at the time. Uh, so it's interesting to see how it, how it came, you know, came to be with the girls in the Jeeps and the hot girls. I, I did not know that they were a group. I just saw this really hot, pretty one. And I was like, oh my god, she looks like a Victoria's Secret model. Mm-hmm. Um, and this song is really fun because it has an interpolation of Sir Mix-a-Lot's, uh, Swass, yes. where of course goes, don't you wish your boyfriend was Swass like me, you know? So it's interesting to kind of have that hip hop influence. Um, and then CeeLo has gone to say that he actually wrote the song from his perspective, which is makes it even more funny because he is very cheeky when he writes um and it ended up making for a sassy track for the girls which i appreciate um the the drum pattern absolutely iconic from the beginning Mm -hmm. the wiry synth the record scratch for all that popping that you know Mm. and then there's horns which also tie back in that burlesque uh the song is really just pop goodness and um I read somewhere that the track was offered to Paris Hilton and the Sugar Babes, but I believe it was turned down because it was still Tori's version, which I think is crazy in hindsight because they didn't know what it was going to be. (laughs) And I, I dug for this info. Okay. And I found an old pop justice post (laughs) Mm. where someone was like, these girls, they turned it down. And someone was like, thank God I heard it didn't do that. Great. And I was like, whoa. (laughs) So (laughs) this song is definitely great to have uh, as a debut. And then with, busta rhymes which is really impressive considering they were a new group um because in Tori's recording that i know i'm on your mind we have a real good time Mm -hmm. Tori sings that throughout the bridge but having busta there kind of breaks up the monotony of a her voice and b just kind of adds more life to it so the girls can dance to their thing and then in the live shows of course nicole did the whole you know like (laughs) that And um, shout out to Tori. She really did her thing because Nicole literally kind of just took whatever intonation, whatever sass that Tori had brought and just sang it more. I mean, she had more of a a, a polished sound because of all the the hands that were in the pot. Mm-hmm. But she definitely copied Tori, you know, word for word, bar for bar. Um, and again, I also think it's funny that CeeLo's ad-libs are still in the, yes. <laughs> in the song too. I know you want it. <laughs> <laughs> Easy to see. So <laughs> it's actually
0: not... It's actually on only one version of it. So mm, I was yeah. listening to it because obviously we have Dolby Atmos now, right? And the yes, version yes. that they use for Dolby Atmos is the one with the CeeLo backing vocals. But the one on the actual uh-huh. album has Nicole doing the backing vocals. So oh, just different funny. stems and stuff there, um, which yeah. I find annoying. I hate when these things are not consistent. But yes. Anyway, Don't ya is a perfect <laughs> pop track. And I, again, like I said earlier, I think it's aged so well. Um, like, right. it still sounds current, I think. Um, and the call and response of the verses, it's just so easy to sing along pretty much immediately. Mm. Like, once you realize yeah, it's totally. going to do that response after the first two yes. lines, you, you know you're going to keep doing it, you know, the whole time. Um, yes. And yeah, I think like you mentioned also earlier, leaving the burlesque sound was a smart move. I think it definitely wouldn't... It wasn't... Like, Sway was not going to do anything in the charts, you know what I mean? So, no. so yeah, them <laughs> going a bit... Uh, cooler, a bit more hip hop oriented, um, mm-hmm. and the dance style becoming more commercial, more street jazz, um, was right. the right creative decision for them. Um, and I think mm-hmm. they did a good job keeping them likable. Cause, you know, with a song like this, you know, you could easily make these girls seem very, uh, bitchy. I hate that I'm using that word, but that's just, is what it is. Yeah. Um, and they did right. a good job of not doing that. Like, they kept it mm-hmm. quite silly for the most part, and they were quite yeah. likable in the video. Um, I also wanted to note, it is interesting because Kimberly is actually rarely featured in the video and they're actually seen as a five piece in a lot of the scenes. So I I, I feel like the lineup, I guess, was also clearly just still in flux. I think maybe Kaya or one of the other members is actually still in it too. So yeah, definitely the lineup was still in flux when they filmed this, which is interesting. That is
1: so awkward. But you're right. I, I, I think what you said about them kind of like towing that line, again, I think because of CeeLo's cheekiness, it turned out to be really sassy for them. And that's why I think this was a great single for their first album, PCD. With the first single finding massive success, the album followed in September 2005 with the support of their second single, Stick With You. Nobody gonna love me I must stick with you for- Take me high. Stick with you. Another hit single on charts all over the world, including topping the charts in the UK and New Zealand, Stick With You also received a nomination for the Grammy Award for Best Pop Performance of a... Duo and a group with vocal, which is really ironic because Nicole sings every single line. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's like, you know, like. Yeah, I actually
0: do actually wonder if Melody and Carmie are even on the backing vocals. I want to say they're not, actually. Um,
1: yeah, I don't but think so. Yeah.
0: I don't hear it. The <laughs> album, though, PCE, good album. Mm-hmm. It is a good girl yeah. group album. All the singles are yeah. super strong, all in different ways. I liked that Mm -hmm. there was still the ode to the burlesque stuff with kind of these updated covers and and, and samples of like hot stuff and tainted love and feeling good. Plus these just Mm -hmm. like great girl group songs. Um, Yes. I will say though, the fact that the other Mm -hmm. members barely feature, it does take away from it. It really does. You can tell it's just Nicole layered over herself (laughs) doing all the backing (laughs) vocals and it's just annoying watching them lip sync over her vocals. You know? Yes. Um, yeah. Like the fact that even in the music video, stick with you, like they, Ashley, Jessica, <laughs> and Kimberly have to even just like share a mic. Like they couldn't even give them all yeah. mic stance, you know? So it's just, yeah. it's just annoying. Um, and, and I have to say, mm-hmm. like, I think Carmeet actually has a really cool voice. And every time she sings yeah. on the album, I'm like, ooh, like there's a new voice. It's yes. like, it's different. It's husky. It's like, it's deep, you know? Yeah. Um, right. I don't want to take away from Nicole. Very talented. Mm. And she's clearly, she yeah. is the best singer. Like, a, Objectively speaking, she is. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they can't each get, like, a line here or there, you know? Like, even in B, like, there's just that, (laughs) I don't give a, keep looking at my, like, anyone could do that. Yes. You're telling me they couldn't (laughs) each just get one of those? Like, come on.
1: I know. Um, I know. But yeah, I will
0: say, though, because I have a background in kind of, like, music finance stuff, it does make sense because it is cheaper, obviously, to have as few vocalists as possible. So, like, why would you pay recording fees and, yeah. and union fees and stuff for the other members to do, like, a line. So it does make sense You're financially right. for Nicole to just mm-hmm. do them all. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think even in Nicole's VH1 and Behind the Music that she did a few years ago, she mentioned mm-hmm. that she did, like, 95% of the album, and and basically the first time she played the album for the other members was the first time most of them had even heard any of the songs. Um, right,
1: right, So crazy.
0: that's crazy to me, but anyway... It's a creative decision it's a business decision but what did you think mm-hmm. of the pcd album
1: um well we were talking about um stick with you i remember it uh me and my friends were sitting there singing and nobody gonna let me you know we were singing it because we thought oh this is fun because it's a nice mix of pop and soul mm. and it was slower and like you i do wish that the girls would have been featured on it because i remember watching the video and finally being able to put an, a face to who the dolls were and I'm like why they ain't singing. <laughs> ain't, you know, like in the music video they're following the girls like tour life and I'm like, why they ain't singing. Like I don't understand. <laughs> um, I was again very much, very much perplexed. Um and I think this song was a great follow-up to have in the sense of trying to attract a younger audience like don't Joe was definitely geared for women who are a lot older and trying to attract that young male audience of course that, you know the maxim readers yes. the, the whatever you know that kind of thing and they did that but with stick with you it's like oh my god you know sweet it's about a monogamous relationship it doesn't sound flirty sounds very much loyal it's sweet um and yeah back to what you were saying about um the album having so many different tracks and, and paying homage to the old but also still being current. I Again, I think it's super impressive how many big names they had producing and featured and such. Um, and I do like that the, the album had a, a range of different emotions. I mean, uh, it had everything for a woman who, or a person that might feel like, I'm a bad B, I wanna stick with my man, some men are trash, I don't know, I don't need one, to like, oh, let's get nasty. There's so many different feelings on this. Mm-hmm. And some people might think, well, oh, how could someone sing about this one thing about like, you know, don't you wanna hook up with me and loosen up my buttons to being like, I don't need a man, easy. I might want this one person, but not want the other person. We're all multifaceted human beings and honey. One day we could want to ravage you and then want the other guy to stay the hell away from us. That would <laughs> that's what brings us to our next single, Beep, featuring Will I Am. I don't give a keep looking at my cause it don't thing if you're looking at my. Huh, I'm thing while you're playing with ya. <laughs> Followed by buttons with a new remix featuring Snoop Deal Double G. Oh.
0: Buttons peaked at number three on the Billboard Hot 100, and it remains one of the group's biggest hits, again selling millions across the globe, and it even won the award for Best Dance Video at the 2006 MTV Video Music Awards, which is totally deserved. And the group Mm -hmm. performed the track at many notable events, and clips of Melody's ad libs and the perceived tension between her and Nicole still periodically make the rounds on social media, like every few months.
1: (laughs) <laughs> so I going not be laughing
0: Sorry. so what do you think of Buttons and this whole like Nicole Melody whoa, situation whoa, whoa.
1: <laughs> I was trying to do while you were talking but I just don't want to be rude to you I, <laughs> that's what I'm saying like I don't I don't get how they could do that but I could also understand why she would do that because it's like honey I was su- it's literally a repeat of, of like the Supremes I mean you had you had Mary who was supposed to sing mm. the leads and then Diana came up with her little you know, as they call this high sedity self, came out of nowhere, but she sounded good. We just put her in the front. Um, you know, Dina Jones and, uh, and Effie is that kind of feeling. Yes,
0: that heavy scene. Heavy, <laughs> <muscles> heavy. That corny scene. Heavy. Yeah. Yes,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, <laughs> one, it's one of those things where it's like, um, it's unfortunate because it's like, I, I, I know that feeling where it's like, I was... <laughs> I was the one that was supposed to be, (laughs) I was the one that was supposed to be Lee. So when she had a moment to sing, mm, mm, boy, you know what? It it gets me. It gets me. All right. Because the thing is, it's like she can hit these notes, but sometimes she'd be a little flat. Mm. She'd be a little flat. And it was a little disappointing because like she's brown skinted. And I I was looking at her. I was like, oh, that's my girl. That is my girl. Um, So it was a little bit like, unfortunate that every time they did have that moment she's in there ah, 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 trying to get <laughs> trying to get hurt um but yeah the song is the song is really fun oh my god it's so sassy! um and looking back on all these songs the arrangements were always like Nicole, back in vocals, Nicole, back in vocals, Nicole. But it also made me feel like I was part of PCD because I could sing with her, you know? I can't agree. Put on me. Wonder, wonder, Man, wonder, wonder. You know, I just felt like I was a pussycat doll. Mm. Um, and I love the video. So mm. everything that they've earned was very much deserved. Uh, I think it's like it's so simple. And shout out to the girls for making dancing in the tunnel look sexy. Because if I had to dance in this small ass tunnel, yeah. yes, okay, yes, yeah. they did. <laughs> they did their thing. Okay, um, I think they they their video is probably one of my favorite because we see the chairs, we see the bars, we get Kim's leg extension, we get Carmeet's leg extension. It was just pure schmex, mm. um, absolute schmex. Um, and and shout out to Melody because she's not. <laughs> not a dancer but she did her thing what do you think about the video because i think she's actually like not in one dancing when she's going oh oh, yes she's
0: not right yeah i mean okay yeah well so first off Mm -hmm. i will also say i think buttons is amazing and i think it actually is my number one pcd song still Mm -hmm. um love the middle eastern influence super cool and interesting the chorus is
1: just
0: perfect um yeah just full of hooks which is it's a great song um melody first off Mm -hmm. you're right she she was not a dancer She's not a trained dancer. And so I have to give her props in a way because she mm-hmm. kept up, man. Like, can you imagine how annoying that must have been? Like, you get hired, you're, you're told, you basically audition as a singer to get into this group. Yeah. Yeah. And then you eventually, you end up just as a glorified backing dancer dancing with all these other professional dancers. That's tough. That's a tough situation. Yeah. And so I yeah. yeah, have, have to, I understand her situation. Um, mm-hmm. but man, those ad libs. Are just every okay. time those live performances, <laughs> it's just hilarious. I, I know the one that goes viral all the time is that fashion rock one, right?
1: Oh my God. Where,
0: um, clearly Nicole like tries to like overstep her, like the body language is like really bad in that one.
1: Yeah. But she, I,
0: I don't know if she's ever really sounded good singing these ad libs live. Like they're, they're always a little crazy. Mm. And I think it's just because, you know, she's just like, this is my 15 seconds. Like literally I had to just like yeah. dance in the background and lip sync along the whole yeah, time before, and so then I right. get to do this last moment. And so she's just pushing to the absolute most, and, like, it's, like, she just wants to be loud, and it's, like, it doesn't even matter if she's on key at that point. <laughs> she just wants to be loud. And so, like, every time she sings, even when she sings along to the backing vocals, which she pretty much does, I think, throughout all their yeah. performances, she uses yeah. that same strength. There's no blend. She's just trying to shout yeah. over Nicole's track, <laughs> you know? You're right, um, you're right. So, yeah, that whole dynamic is just bizarre like I I just don't really know like as a creative director or creative performance person like when they were figuring out like oh like this is where you guys lip sync over her you know Cole's backing vocals and I guess Melody you sing along but I don't know it's just like I'm just curious how that like vocal arrangement live wise was even (laughs) talked about was it even talked about or was Melody just like as long as my mic is on I'm just gonna like sing along to when you're tell me that I'm supposed to you know what I mean so yeah, to keep the momentum going, the group continued to release more singles and released I Don't Need a Man. And Wait a Minute featuring Timbaland. Boy, like that?
1: You think
0: which both achieved moderate success. And during these few years, the group was touring nonstop, opening for the Black Eyed Peas and Christina Aguilera with Danny Kane in North America, and headlining <laughs> in Europe with Rihanna, actually opening for them in Europe, which is crazy. Um, you know, kind of amazing. But yeah, they also <laughs> had their own reality competition show um, called "The Search for the Next Doll," in which they were looking for a new member, and the eventual winner, Asia Nitalano actually quit the group shortly after winning and never actually recorded anything with the group and only performed with the group at the finale in which she just lip synced along with the other members to don't Ya" as Nicole just, you know, took over the whole stage. So that was interesting. Um, <laughs> did you watch the search for the next doll?
1: Oh yeah. Heck yeah. Cause it was on the, uh, the, <laughs> w- <yeah>. the WB. <laughs> uh-huh. It was on the WB slash CW. Um, Oh God, the show was everything. I remember watching it religiously. Mm. You know, r- racing, racing home from dance class to watch it. This one was definitely one of those like, how can we put the girls in more people's faces? Um, as opposed to like, we're actually genuinely looking for right members. You know, so Chris Jenner works hard, but Robin Anton in the early two thousands <laughs> and worked even harder. Okay, she had the burlesque burlesque show. She had the Las Vegas um lounge she Mm. had the girl group she had the lingerie that was going to come out the year the next year so it was like she had a lot going on she was definitely thinking
0: Mm -hmm. how do we make (laughs) this brand a thing yeah no i have to give props to robin honestly Mm because she took full advantage of everything i mean strike while the iron's hot like for sure in this case right Um, Mm -hmm. I also watched this show religiously because, you know, I just love shows (laughs) like this. Um, I do remember the extreme auto-tune that was present in all the performances, though, because I'd be, I was like, there's no way these girls sound this good, you know? What? Um, (laughs)
1: Auto-tune? But yeah,
0: I just remember a lot of the general feedback, like, overall, like, Mm -hmm. on, like, forums and stuff. They do not need another member. Like, is Nicole even going to let her sing? And clearly she didn't, based on that Don't Shit performance. Um, but I actually remember <laughs> liking Asia, you know, I thought she was decent and she did bring something yeah. different vocally to the group. But, mm-hmm. you know, clearly what? she also so was girl? like, she also was like, I clearly won't have an important role here. Um, so it's kind of yeah. hilarious that after all that, it led to nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I remember watching that performance and she's like, Asia, are you ready? She's sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: She doesn't even get to say yeah. Her mic's not even on.
1: <laughs> you, you can hear you can hear somebody go. Yeah, oh really? Okay. Yeah, she's just in the back. Okay. Goes, <laughs> <laughs> she so in the back.
0: She's like not even in the front of the formation. She's like on the side
1: doing, yeah, her, doing yeah, that think...
0: little dance breakdown. The oh, disc my break. God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Please leave a comment if you watched that show and who you think a if Asia is your favorite favorite contestant and b what do you think of Asia's performance. Please drop a comment. <laughs>
0: All right, so after all of this, the group went on a well-earned hiatus in 2007 with Nicole focusing on her solo career that was carved out into her record deal originally with Interscope Records. And after a few features and stuff, she announced a debut album, but with the singles and not making any impact, the plans were put on hold and it was decided that she should focus on the next Pussycat Dolls album instead.
1: In March 2008, it was announced that Carmeet decided to leave the group to focus on solo endeavors. Of course, there were rumors swirling about the drama within the group since Nicole seemed to value her solo career more than the group and the rest of the group not getting much opportunity to shine in the spotlight, Mm -hmm. which is not far from the truth. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I I did watch an interview with Carmeet that was later on and she did mention that they didn't really know what was happening. Nicole was focusing mm-hmm. on her solo career, and they weren't really told what the plan was, you know, until, right. you know, while they were seeing if she was successful, right? So she was like, mm-hmm. I had another opportunity. I had an offer for something else, and so I took it. Like, it was, like, this was mm-hmm. ridiculous to wait. Um, so, yeah, um, I agree with her leaving. I will say I do love Five as a girl group member number you know it always looks really good so I'm okay Mm -hmm. with one of them leaving especially since most of them sing don't sing Mm -hmm. but out of all of them I'm sad it was Carmeet that actually did leave because she actually did Mm -hmm. play a pretty important role I think visually she was very striking um
1: yeah she's um, OG
0: yeah vocally she was cool had a different voice um Jessica Mm -hmm. did get to kind of step up and do a lot of her lines and stuff which is which is good because I like Jessica as well um Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I think with Nicole, so I was actually interning at Interscope at the time when we were working what? on Nicole's solo album. So I remember looking, I was what, I was the one watching the charts with right there. I don't know if you remember that wow. song. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's cool. And I was actually
0: doing pretty well, but nothing stellar. Um, and mm-hmm. I remember playing some of her songs in like a focus group that I was helping to run. And yeah, no one was biting. Um, so yeah, I think the interest for her as a solo artist just was never there people liked her like Mm. as part of the group i guess um Mm -hmm. but for her you know she obviously saw it as a stepping stone the fact that the solo deal was carved into her pussycat dolls record deal says it all i think um Mm. and she you know she put herself on a pedestal within that group and she encouraged you know the separation between Mm -hmm. her and the rest of the members um yeah and so you know i'm sure it wasn't a good working environment and you know and and yeah, I feel like it was like inevitable that this wouldn't last very long due to that. Oh totally. Yeah.
1: yeah. Totally. I agree. I think um uh she's a maybe she didn't think it at the time. Or maybe she didn't think of it this at the time. I'm about to say yeah. what it is. Um, if you're so tired and you're so stressed and you're so uh uh oh my god, it's so hard for me. I'm doing ninety five percent of everything, why not let the other sing? I don't I don't get it. Why not <laughs> be the person that advocates for them? That's what a leader does. You know, she's I don't want to project and say that I know what she was thinking, but it's giving very much like, I'm thinking about the name on the back of the Jersey and not the one on the front of it. Cause she's not considering the team Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, no matter what, like it's like me and you having CCTV and only one of us speaking and me going, yeah. Or you going, yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't work for us to be a plural kind of presenting team Mm -hmm. and having only one singular member. Um, Again, I just haven't, heard her say in any interview or any article, I try to get them studio time. I try to do X. I haven't heard anything in the sense of I advocated, I vouched for. And that's what kind of makes her side like a little lame. But I say all this now, because I'm, a, I'm older now. But I, when I was younger, I don't think I actually even noticed. And that's kind of unfortunate. Um, I was even excited to see her solo music videos and her solo music. Because I remember on 106 in Park, she actually had promoted Whatever You Like. And Mm. then, you know, Sean Garrett had worked with her and I had, strangely enough, I know it's really awkward, probably gonna get dragged by someone one day. Sean Garrett was introduced to me by way of Boa because they did I Did It For Love, her first, you know, her album. So I had heard of him and his milk dudded head. I was like, oh my God, this little guy looks like a milk dud. I see him, I'm like, okay, I like his, what he's done with Boa, let me, you know, and it just did not translate. It was faceless. It was just very much an R and B version of the mm-hmm. pussy cat doll. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So again, uh, I just, I just, I don't think she was thinking well. I don't think she was thinking selflessly. She was being altruistic. It wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. not from her at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, because there was no inviting for her solo career, and she had to just. <laughs> Resort back to going back to the dolls. Um, in May 2008, the group released the lead single from their second album, Doll Domination, called When I Grow Up. When I grow up- So, When I Grew Up was actually originally recorded for Nicole's solo album, uh, but she and the label both felt it was better for the group. I mean, that's what the that's what the press release really said, but I don't know. Maybe she, sure she just wanted it for herself. Um, but the other members actually did record vocals on the track, and we did get this, mm-hmm. like, very PR'd uh, video of behind the scenes and Nicole vocal producing um, the other girls. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, but they still only get backing vocals. Yeah. And what makes it even Ha-ha. worse is that they don't appear on the actual recorded version of the song. they're only in the video version of the song, which is that bizarre like a lot. But the music yes. video was very good and it actually got six nominations at the 2008 MTV VMAs and again, the mm-hmm. track was a massive hit for the group and charted all over the world. So what do you think of when I grew up?
1: Hey hey, hey hey It's my stuff. It's this song, this song is literally on one of my playlists when I have to like you know go to work, and it's like you know it's like the "Go shanty Go" playlist on Apple Music. Be sure to follow that, guys. Um, so I put a <laughs> bunch of songs that motivate me to go to work, that motivate me to you know grind, and is this song okay? This song has been one of my favorites. Uh, by them and the Yardbirds guitar sample, the na 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 na. Yes, da-na-na-na, it's by the Yardbirds, y'all. Um. the the song is is fun it's very much like dance zumba class now that i listen to it (laughs) like as a young child when i first heard i thought oh this is great it's energetic this matches who i am as a kid like i want to grow up and be famous but when i listen to it i rather listen to it like you know i'm exercising or on the go um the lyrically, it's very interesting because you have ha-ha-has and la-la-las, and I always kind of got them mixed up, and I <laughs> always used to say, like, when I grow up, and like, I want to have groupies. I used to say boobies. Everyone used to, used to say,
0: say boobies.
1: Right? That's because okay. I think their
0: dance routine is like a chess pop or something, yeah. too, and it was like, yeah. I don't know, I'm sure they were in on that, too, because come on now.
1: <laughs> come on. Exactly. And this song is an anthem for everyone who wanted to to achieve more and aspire for for more, but I also like that they kind of said, like, you know, you can have all your dreams come true, but be careful what you wish for. It was mm. almost kind of like foreboding. I was like, come through for Bodhi. And of course, you know, that bridge, that I wish the breakdown version, the dance breakdown was in the like recorded. the CD, like audio yeah. ver- recorded version, you know, cause that, that stuff is fire. Mm. I've used it for like a, a dance recital. This song just littered all over all throughout dance competitions in my childhood, so I mean, it was hard to avoid it. Um, but yeah, about what you said about them being on the on the record finally and doing the vocal recording and production, and <laughs> oh, I want to be oh no, no, that's some bull. <laughs> I, uh, that is that is like giving someone like a like a, a bone and then snatching it away. Yes, you know, it's mm-hmm. so lame. Yes. I mean...
0: (laughs) I think it it sucks because it almost was like, oh, that means they're actually going to be on the album. Like, I guess this is like, you know, this is the start. They're actually on the songs. Maybe they're actually like, have some lines Mm. on the rest of the album, which is not the case. (laughs) I don't think they are on any, other than Melody, the others are not on any of the songs, not counting like the deluxe, like solo stuff. Mm -hmm. Um But yeah. yeah, I think for me, when I grow up, is an interesting one because I think hmm. it's it's really great and catchy, but I also find it borderline annoying, and I think that's oh. because of. I feel like this is that era, right, where people started just being famous for nothing, for being <gasps> like, like, yeah, yes. like they were famous for literally just doing nothing, and um, totally, and this almost encouraged that. You know, like when I grow up, You're I right. want to be famous, I want to be a star, but it's like there's nothing about like the work.
1: Spidey. Uh, what, what do you actually <laughs> want to
0: be famous for? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so uh, that yes. that whole concept of just being famous for being famous, it, it annoys me. So I think because that's the topic, I don't love that. Um,
1: that makes sense.
0: But yeah, I, I agree. I I think it is catchy though and it is it is fun. I love watching them perform it. And the video <laughs>
1: is a perfect yes.
0: girl group video yet again. I love the uh-huh. upgraded styling, this 2.0 styling. Um, yeah. Kim's short hair. Jessica oh is now the redhead because Carmeet left. Um, mm-hmm. The dancing on the taxis and the scaffolding and the court and yeah, the yes. dance breakdown. Oh man.
1: The album "Doll Domination" was released in September 2008 with collaborators including Sean Garrett, Timbaland, and Darkchild. The album charted well globally, but failed to reach the insane sales of the first album. Critics and fans felt that the album felt a bit disjointed with many of the tracks originally intended for Nicole's studio album. The project didn't have a cohesive sound and the deluxe version of the album included solo tracks from all five members. The first and only time we would hear lead vocals from the other members. Chris, what are your thoughts about this album and (laughs) the song on them? Yeah, this
0: album definitely is a, bit disappointing i will say i hadn't actually heard the whole thing in a while um i forgot how long it was and i agree it feels very disjointed and you can tell that these are a lot of it is like rejected nicole solo tracks because at least with the first album even though it is nicole singing almost the whole thing they at least made it feel like a girl group It's a ton Mm -hmm. of layers, a ton of harmonies, a lot of, like, backing vocals that feel layered. And, and, you know, it just feels like a girl group, even if it's just her. Yes. They didn't even bother with this one. There's all (laughs) these really boring mid-tempo tracks like Halo and the original version of Hush Hush that is literally just Nicole. And then even, like, even some of the singles, like, I hate this part, there's no backing vocals. There's literally no backing vocals. And so I think, I think in the end, the album's too long. There's all these weird Mm -hmm. filler tracks, so it doesn't... I don't know. It's not fun. It's just not a fun album. Nope. And um nope. there's a few highlights here and there, but they could easily have turned this into like a decent 10 track album for sure. Um <laughs> And also the solo tracks. Oh man, I feel so bad for these girls. Like, first off, some of these solo tracks are better than those, than the Nicole boring mid tempos ended up on the mm-hmm. actual album. The fact that they didn't even get these on the main album is just, that's such BS, it's, you know, Um I it felt like a really bad consolation prize to these, to the other girls um yeah. and yeah i will say i was really impressed by ashley shout out to ashley mm-hmm. she sounds great on played um yeah very sultry and, and and yeah really really did a good job she really impressed me with that one um but really all that did was prove that they deserve at least <laughs> right. to do a line here or there in the actual pussycat doll songs <laughs> like it was just a bizarre choice like surely they were not satisfied by having a solo track on a deluxe version of the album that most
1: yeah. of the general
0: public wouldn't even be buying that one. Right.
1: This album was definitely a bunch of cherry picked uh, songs from the 75 to 100 songs that Nicole worked on the side for sure. Um, the ballads were trash. Absolute garbage. <laughs> None of them were like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that too blunt? Usually I try to you know what? That was I a little it. blunt. Usually I'm kind of <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I usually try to kind of put some sugar on my, on my, on my, you know, my pooping on things, but I ain't no, ain't no sugar for this one. Uh, Like there was, it was nice to hear melody on some bridges, like taking over the world or like love the way you love me. Um, Things like that. It's like, oh, thank God. if someone else singing. Um, Singles out, the singles outside of uh, what was released. I, they were okay. Um, We're going to talk about them a little bit later, but I think just the album sounds like a bunch of demos and I get that the music was reflective of the time, but it just sounded like more of the same. Like you had those corny synth, (laughs) synth freaking chords being played. I think because of that hip hop, like that jazz hip hop became a thing. Like everyone was trying to do that. On the synth and it was killing me. Honestly, I just feel like there were some songs, like maybe whatchamacallit, I would have liked to hear what they would have done with that. And going back to what you were saying about uh the the solo tracks that could have definitely been on the main album that could mm. have been a moment for you all to be a little bit different to kind of break the mold and the paradigm of what Americans think a girl group should be and I don't get how people reinforce these kind of uh practices and then wonder why their groups are failing mm-hmm. I don't it's just it ain't clicking for me you're figure. you're trying to figure out why oh why is a group not really selling or or Nicole seems to be better in the group <laughs> let them sing it just makes sense to me um again we're not in the room when it happens i get it um but yeah i feel like their songs were good like kim's kim's was my favorite you yeah. know don't want to fall in love i love that one and it showed each of the girls personality you know kim was like really vibrant ashley's like sexy sentimental melody has this <laughs> r b kind of track with space jess was sassy and poppy and then nicole getting <laughs> a solo tr- that oh hang on <laughs> hang on give me a second hang on why did she get a solo track the whole album uh-huh. is your solo sis and <laughs> the fact that you sat up there <laughs> and the fact that you sat up there was like i'm gonna give him a pop ballad that sounded like a theater mm-hmm. musical track that was terrible no that was disrespectful as hell how the hell are you gonna have this whole <laughs> album and then be like introducing we know who she is
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah just bizarre Thank choices you. I was so I was watching Nicole's behind the music the other day in preparation for yeah. this and Ron Ferrer um, is in it a lot from Interscope oh, and yeah, okay. he's fully behind her he's like yeah you know, like the other girls should have been grateful to Nicole you know like it's like um, mm. so I feel like what is this? it all stems from all these people too like they were all yeah. encouraging it and there was no one supporting the other four girls I think even Mel- there was an interview with Melody where she mentioned right. that Nicole had her own management. Mm. And that same management managed the group. But they didn't have <gasps> their own. So there was just no one looking out for them. Oh, um,
1: not at all. And,
0: and I think that, that's the big problem here. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the second single from the album was "What You Think About That? featuring Missy Elliott. But
1: it won't be my tears
0: And the song unfortunately failed to make much impact. But the third single, I hate this part. Found much more success and has since hit platinum status. So what did you think of the next two singles from the album?
1: I'll be honest with you. I don't remember. Um <laughs> <laughs> the missy elliott track <laughs> the video was just them swinging and wearing like their cabaret outfits and a very cheap video of them popping their booties on stage um the lighting was cute um but yeah if i was watching this video compared to their other ones especially after we just got um when i grow up it's just kind of just it just dims in comparison um the song isn't bad but it's just it just sound like nicole and missy had a track together <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. uh, unfortunately i think the whole The novelty of having the sexy girl group was starting to wear thin, especially when you see only the one girl singing constantly. I think I think it was getting kind of old, um, which is which kind of sucks. And Mm -hmm. also them trying to approach a more R&B sound as opposed to the the pop sound that was with, you know, when I grew up and then the original, their first album, the PCD album um even with this album you can hear a lot more r&b stuff but again that could just go back to it being kind of nicole's fault because she wanted to make more r&b music and therefore when it was put on this album yeah. and you have songs like this with missy elliott it's like yeah it's missy it's fun yeah ooh, ooh, ah, 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 but not really because this is not what people kind of got into i didn't even know the song had come out until we just kind of revisit this and i was like oh yeah right this song did come out yeah but then with you know i uh, hate this part it sounded right back to what they what they've done before it's pop it's dance. Mm-hmm. It's familiar to people. I gosh, sorry to those who really do like um, what you think about that. It's just for me. I don't remember it being as impactful as I hate this part. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it
0: definitely wasn't. And I, I remember actually being yeah. surprised by that because I thought the Missy feature was actually quite good, um, and it's catchy. I thought. They performed it, I think, on Dancing with the Stars, or just one of those yeah. big shows at the time, and it was a really good performance. Um, yeah. So yeah, I actually think I actually think what you think about it is underrated, and Melody actually does have a few pretty good moments in it as well. Um yes. So yeah, I actually will advocate for that one. I do think it's underrated, um, but I do love. I hate this part. Definitely my favorite song from this era. Um, again, going back to what I said earlier, I hate that they're. It's just a Nicole solo track. Um, I believe this was another <laughs> one that was just for her solo album originally. And they didn't even try mm-hmm. to build on that and, and at least do some harmonies. But even in the live performances, she harmonizes over herself in the end of the <laughs> yeah. second verse. She doesn't even have, at least have Melody just sing the original then. Have Melody sing yeah. the actual line and then you can harmonize on top of her. Like she literally is yeah, screaming over herself, which is just. Bizarre. Um, oh, I
1: will
0: yeah. have to say though, shout out to the Dave Audé hybrid remix mm-hmm. that they used for their performances. Yeah. I love a good hybrid remix, and it really elevated it for sure. And I got to see it live <laughs> as yeah. well a few times. Oh, lucky! Um, yeah, because. Following the release of the album, the group embarked on a headlining tour in 2009 in Europe, Asia, and Australia with Lady Gaga as their opener, which is awesome. <laughs> um, and in the U.S., they actually opened for Britney Spears' Circus Tour, which is what I went to twice. And um, Pussycat Dolls set was really good, actually. Um, mm. I had a great time, um, and that was that was just a fun tour for sure. Um, have you actually ever seen the Pussycat Dolls live before? No. <laughs> okay I will say it was always kind of sad because I I was like screaming for the other girls but like most people or like when they were introing it was like I'm I'm Melody and it was like right you know yay and then it's like I'm Nicole and it's like the whole arena goes crazy it's like ooh that can't be.
1: that's messed up oh no but also very funny with that little clap Chris But you know what you talking about how the reaction to nicole versus the girl is just a testament to what would happen with future singles like with the next one die ho you are my destiny die. this time, Nicole was asked to rewrite a version of Jai Ho from the film Slumdog Millionaire. The song was eventually released as the Pussycat Dolls featuring Nicole Scherzinger. And it sold very well. But the featuring Nicole thing sparked tension among the group and even the fans with the move seen as selfish. Melody even said to the crowd on the Phoenix stop of their tour, "Thank you for supporting me, even if I'm not featured." That is awkward.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember the drama at the time because I was like all over mm. the pop forums and stuff. And yeah, when that featuring Nicole Scherzinger billing came out, like, come on, mm. like, and 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 you know, I've seen mm. interviews since then where Nicole was like, you know, she she's the one who reworked the song. It was a tough job, you right. know. They had to take this song and turn it into a sexy pop song, and. <laughs> She put her all into it, and she wanted the credit. She felt she deserved the credit. And, of course, Ron Farah was in the back, like, yes, she deserved the credit. Um, but does she really <laughs> think she's not getting enough credit already? Like, we all know that you're the lead singer. Yes. We all know that you're the driving creative force with Robin. Yeah. And, and, like, everyone knew that already. Like, right. do you really need more credit? Like, I just don't understand, like. Ego obviously took over here, you know? Mm-hmm, and like, mm-hmm. you'd think like the failed solo album campaign would be like a slight wake up call that like the public likes you in a group, you know? Yeah. And the fact that, I think she even said she was like, originally she just wanted to release it under herself, but they took advantage of the Pussycat Dolls brand and the name. They right. You would be more successful, right. release under the Pussycat Dolls. So, so you took advantage of the other girls essentially, right? And even when they performed it, like I don't think the girls, the other girls, lip synced over anything. I think they might do the baila, baila, at the end, which is clearly <gasps> like a group of people that are not them.
1: Yeah. Like I
0: don't think they <gasps> even lip sync anything like during the whole song. It's just like the whole thing is just wow. It's just really bad. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel awkward for everyone.
1: Yeah, that's unfortunate. You know what? Ugh. Oh jai ho was everywhere it was absolutely ubiquitous okay i mean at the mention of india or anything southeast asian everyone Mm. was playing this song okay of course some dog millionaire was a good movie so again this song was just everywhere dance recitals and competitions Mm -hmm. especially if it's bollywood theme yeah you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. people were just eating this stuff up which could have been again another moment but again but you said that Nicole was asked right but it could have been another moment to have the girls sing as well Nicole you are so talented but you are also so selfish
0: anyway uh after this whole saga two further singles were released from the doll domination
1: album the
0: first being a bottle pop featuring Snoop Dogg <laughs> The second being Hush 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 Hush, which includes an interpolation of I Will Survive, and again had the billing of featuring Nicole
1: Scherzinger. I, I, I want to say
0: so, what do you think of <laughs> these two singles?
1: tacky oh 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 um wait, no, <laughs> i actually like this song <laughs> okay so i like these songs um <laughs> make my pop, make my pop, make my... again i like a good nasty girl pop track okay and this was kind of going back to that and i appreciated it um and then with hush hush honey we love the song we love a good disco moment but again the whole othering the girls mm. At this point, I just want to see their contracts. I just want to see this. Con- I just want to see. Yeah. I just want to take a look. Because at this point, it's just it's just disrespectful. It's just yeah. fully disrespectful. Um, I mean, even in the music video, the HP computer and the liquor sponsorships that they had, had more screen time than any of these girls. I'm just confused.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, like...
1: <laughs> I saw that computer... And and I've seen I saw that computer more than I saw any of the other girls, and it blows my mind and it sucks because this is one of my favorite songs hush hush yeah um because again disco, but it's really lame um but kudos to the girls for trying to maintain some level of chemistry with this woman because I mean they looked great from what I could see they would they would touch her, they would sing with her, they would you know really try to be present, yes, you could also see her not reciprocating at times Mm. and it was almost obvious Mm. but again kudos to them for being really professional um but that's one thing dancers can do we can fake some chemistry okay yeah
0: no you're right i think the tension was was clear at this point like i don't think anyone even as a casual fan could see like this is (laughs) there's something going on here um all right yeah bottle pop that's interesting that you really like it because i actually think it's only okay um i think the dance machine's really good but that video is just mm-hmm. super cheap oh, God, feels... the melody Gosh. is just that same melody the whole time yeah you know yeah. um I don't think it deserved to be a single. I, I think the, ver- the the single version w- was was cool. They added extra bass beats, and there's an extra intro and stuff, and it was an improvement. Mm-hmm. But compared to their other singles, it's just, nah, for me. Um, hush, 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 hush was interesting. First off, the original version is boring as hell. So this is definitely <laughs> an improvement. Um Yeah. But like, why do that feature credit again? Like, what? Like, like, so actually, I was watching the doll domination tour this week, um, again, just in preparation <laughs> right. for this. And Nicole actually right. did this solo. This is her solo yes, she did. moment. And she did. And so the fact that they now then turned it into the Pussycat dolls featuring her, where like you said, they aren't even in the video for the first, like, half of it. And mm-hmm. they literally only do the lip sync, the hush, 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 hush part. That's it. That's it. Ah. Uh... <laughs> like, it's just insane. Like, I I like the song, and it's definitely, like, a yeah. drag queen's dream of a song with that I Will Survive interpolation. And, I'm like, just the build of it. But the whole thing, I think, is just a bit tainted by, it just feels mm-hmm. very self-indulgent for by Nicole. Mm-hmm. Like, it just feels like her, just, like, she's just showing mm-hmm. off at this point, mm-hmm. doing the absolute most. Yeah. And these other girls are just, I just feel so bad for them, you
1: know? You're... I'm so Oh, grumble, grumble about this. I mean, oh, and it sucks that this was like their last kind of single before yeah. the hiatus. The group also re-released the album as an EP, Doll Domination, the mini collection, featuring its singles and a new track.
0: So with the momentum slowing and the clear tensions within the group, another hiatus was on the horizon. And Robin Anson actually announced that new members would be joining the group. Uh, So within the next year, the contracts were up and members Jessica, Ashley, Kimberly, and Melody would all announce their departures from the group. And a picture of a new lineup surfaced in May 2010 with Nicole right in the middle and four brand new girls. So (laughs) after a few private performances, Nicole actually then announced her departure. But Robin, Robin was determined. And the group went through many failed lineups, one of which eventually became Girl Group GRL. Um, mm-hmm. But all those other lineups included, like, members of Girlicious, it included members uh-huh. of Paradiso Girls, all mm-hmm. these people who eventually became, like, really big dancers, like, Reno Nakasane was in it at one point. Mm-hmm. Like, all these other people that have actually become, you know, big on their own were in it at yeah. some point. And so it was kind of interesting just hearing about it because i feel like each every few months you'd be like oh this is a new member of the buscat dolls oh they just announced this girl like it was it was kind of right. weird um but yeah right. what do you think of this whole situation with the lineup changes and the original girls leaving
1: uh uh you know uh, uh, it's, it's a little interesting now for a lot of people who are not into k-pop there is a girl group that was extremely not even extreme, they were a derivative of yes uh, <laughs> Pussycat Dolls, and they're called After School. And what After School did was actually adopt the whole rotating lineup thing and just made it an actual concept. Like after school, like, hey, this is a group of girls, the play girls and the Playboys are the fans, you know. And once the member is finished with their contract or they feel like, hey, it's time for them to go and carry on different uh, ventures and such, they would graduate. So the graduation system was used a lot more in K-pop than here um i don't it's interesting because groups would be groups here in america uh would be like one lead singer and then the rest of them right we're used to like yeah. destiny's child blah 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 blah, and people would kind of get upset that the lineup would change but then still not actually know the girls names right um so with like <laughs> the spice girls or maybe girls Aloud or even in k-pop groups you knew who these people were so there was more of like a, a very awkward not even awkward. It's almost like a sadness that would come when the member would leave. With this group, it's interesting how, without the the base four members, or the the core, yeah, core five members, excuse me, without them, no one was really checking for this group. Mm. No one was really, che- like, let's be real here. No one was checking. There was no Carmeet who was there since 1995 or six. There was no Ashley, no Kim, no Jess, no Melody. It's like, oh, uh, okay, and there's Nicole. And now you're getting introduced to a whole bunch of other new girls, unless you knew Reno from her dance crew, and yeah. Harajuku Girls with Gwen, you're not really paying attention. And Karen Ting, was, Karen, Karen Ting was another girl from So You Think You Can Dance. And the other girl was from the the Girlicious audition that, that failed. And it was just too yeah. much going on. I respect that Robin did try it, but <laughs> it was not, not it for her. Uh, mm. But yeah, this time I noticed that she made sure to get only a bunch of dancers. Oh, mm. Only a bunch of dancers. Okay? Yeah. So... <laughs> But I will say that her last attempts um, past, you know, Girlicious and way past um, Paradiso. um, Yeah, Paradiso and Girl. Those two groups were the ones that she actually did try to get vocalists to split parts, which is interesting because it's almost too little too late. Yeah. You know? "Mm."
0: Yeah. It was really interesting because I I did support the other four girls. I'm always kind of there for the underdog, you know, so I was always kind of behind them and curious what they were up to. And I Mm -hmm. remember in an interview, Kimberly mentioned that she was constantly told throughout the whole time that she was replaceable and Mm -hmm. that they actually kind of knew that there was this idea of keeping the brand alive and Nicole yep. was the center, but everyone around her could keep changing. Like that was actually the original concept. And she also mentioned that towards the end, like Nicole would have her own tour bus. She had her own dressing room. Like the divide just kept getting bigger and bigger and was emphasized more and more throughout. Yeah. And, and so it's just interesting watching it happen. I, I kind of, w- I mean, obviously these other lineups were a mess, but I, I kind <laughs> of wish they really, they, they tried to release a song just to see what would yeah. happen. Cause we yeah. kind of just, Obviously, just the people following just kind of were aware of these random women being announced as new (laughs) members, but we didn't actually get any music from these iterations. So it would have been interesting just to see what would have happened if they tried to release a song as a brand new lineup, if anyone would actually catch on. Mm -hmm, Um, I agree. It's a little sad that we never got that because it it would just be interesting to see because if it was a fire song...
1: (laughs) Right. It may have actually
0: done really well, you know? <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's just right. interesting to think what could have happened. Um. But, yeah, going mm-hmm. back to the K-pop thing, I completely agree. Like, Robin should have gone... Or she still could. She could she go could. to Korea and, and do her thing. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. they totally stole this idea and, and made it work. They <laughs> actually made it work, yeah. you know? Um yeah. So it's, it's interesting, <laughs> for sure. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, the other members... They all found varying success um, mm-hmm. in, in various solo endeavors. Nicole would would eventually release an album, but like it it didn't do that well. I think it never was actually even released in the U.S. actually. Um, and yeah, she found the success kind of doing everything other than music, which is interesting um, and kind yeah. of ironic.
1: With the original members all pursuing solo endeavors, it wouldn't be until late 2017 that we would hear some rumblings about a reunion. Mm-hmm. Finally. Two years later, in November 2019, it was announced that five of the original members of the Pussycat Dolls, including Carmeet, but not Melody, would reunite for a tour in 2020. And only a few weeks after Kim had given birth, the group reunited to perform a medley of hits on the X Factor UK, on which Nicole was a judge. And they even closed the performance with a clip of the brand new song React, which was finally released in February 2020 independently.
0: Looking for a little-
1: The electro pop tracks video was inspired by Flashdance and it hit the charts all around the world. Mm-hmm. So Chris, mm-hmm. I remember us texting each other yes. when that performance hit. Oh. We were like, "What? That <laughs> oh, was so good.
0: Oh my gosh, it's such a good performance. I watched it like four or five times in, just in the course of this past week. I had to keep going back to it cuz it's just so good." Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: (laughs) I'm glad Carmeet went back, you know, and it Mm -hmm. made sense that Melody didn't join, right, after the whole situation. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, that performance was just, oh gosh, you need to watch it if you haven't seen it. And even if you see it, you should go watch it again. Like, it's just, (laughs) oh my gosh, every moment is just perfect. Um, Mm -hmm. I will say, though, with React, I like React a lot. I think it's really cool. I'm glad they released the song independently. But Nicole took full lead vocals yet again. So clearly, mm. not much had changed. Um, and, you know, oh, okay. the other girls, they did record backing vocals again. And you can hear them a little more, I guess, than when I grow up, the video version. But they're Oop. so <laughs> far back in the mix still. Like, even in the chorus. Yeah. The chorus doesn't sound like a group. Like, come on now. Like, you no. could have each given, the song is that the to sing? and like, give them each a line. A line. That's all we I need. I know. But I know. I don't want oh. to be too negative. So I'm just going to say the song's good. And that video is everything. That video is still okay. good. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's kind of scary. Not even scary, but I don't think a lot of people realize, or maybe they do and put too much emphasis on it. But these women are 40 something years old. Mm-hmm. They are still busting it wide at 40 something uh-huh. years old. Not saying that that is old. Because people are like, oh, that's old. Honey, you will be that age one day. And you do not want someone saying that you're an old person when you're that age. And these women definitely prove that. I mean, like, the the, the even if they're just dancing and they're lipping, the X-Factor performance, after not performing on a stage, with all the dynamics of the stage, you know, flames and, and lifts and walking and all that that takes coordination that people do happen to lose as they age but these girls have not lost a beat and it was almost kind of scary to see it because it's like the, the little these ain't doing that nowadays even mm. with the k-pop groups it's like far if you went far in between what would be like wow they've got the sound they've got the look and they've got the presence it's very hard to say that but you look at these women even if the rest of them are not singing they still were so Oof. present it's just yes. like how can you not look at them it's Oh, and first of all, they look freaking hot. Uh Okay. They look so hot. And um, honestly, that performance is so good. And it's kind of sad because like, we're probably not going to see anything like that ever the hell again here in in the West. Um, But yeah, I mean, unfortunately, no lessons were learned since the years prior. And like you said, the song is not difficult. And also shout out to some fans for reaching and saying that the girls finally got lines. (laughs) No, they didn't. They got some, "Ah, ah," that's not it. (laughs) That's not it. (laughs) um but yeah they look they looked happy to be back the women look happy to be back and i think i either heard somewhere or read somewhere that kim was actually trying to get them together get them all back together even before then Mm. um which is sweet because you can tell they wanted to be there it's just when you have things like i don't know someone showboating the whole time getting in the way of the actual art then it becomes like "Hmm, wow I really want to be here? So kudos to them for getting back together. I was super proud of them. And then, honey, when they announced that tour, I was like, guess who's going? And guess who's not? Because, <laughs> as, oh, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the Quentin Quarantino hit. <laughs> <laughs> we can't say it on YouTube, by the way. I realize we can't say we it. We still can't? Uh, no. Nah.
0: Okay. So with the censored thing happening around the globe <laughs> – <laughs> the tour had to be postponed and further plans were put on hold. So though a few members teased more material with Jessica, even saying that she thought we were going to hear more of a lot of us singing um, mm. because it's time for us to shine. Um, nothing actually materialized. Um, and in September, 2021, Robin Anton sued Nicole because, according Mm. to her complaint, Nicole was demanding 75% of the PCD brand as well as complete creative control in order to participate in the tour, and that was not what they had agreed to back in 2019. Uh, Nicole's Mm. attorney then responded saying they were false claims and claimed that Robin, without Nicole's consent, had made a deal with Live Nation and had borrowed and spent $600,000 for the tour... And Live Nation was now demanding that money back due to the tour postponement. (gasps) And so, eventually, Nicole, in January 2022, announced on her Instagram that the tour was canceled. But Uh to make things even more messy, members Jessica and Carmeet put out their own statement, just the two of them. (laughs) So not even with Ashley Uh and Kim. And they said Uh that they had learned about the cancellation only from Nicole's Instagram post. And yeah,
1: mm.
0: that's where we're at. We're caught up as of this recording. Uh The lawsuit is still <laughs> ongoing, and the other members have kind of stated that they hope the tour eventually happens, but this is a fight between Nicole and Robin, and so mm-hmm. they don't really have any say in it. And so everyone's back to doing their own thing. cat Dolls are over. Um Unless Robin, I guess, is... I, I've heard maybe Robin's actually trying another lineup, potentially. I don't know. Sign me up, girl. (laughs) 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 But yeah, what do you think of this whole lawsuit situation?
1: (sighs) First of all, that's messy. Yeah. You know what? Oh, God. I don't know if it's better to not know, like in the sake of like with K-pop fans, like we don't know what's happening. So sometimes when the bands like disband, we're just like, oh, it's the company's fault. Uh, uh, uh." But this one is very much out in the open. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if it's like even better because then it's just like, okay, so two of the main culprits from the beginning are once again getting in the way. Yeah. Um. Now I'm gonna play devil. Oh, sorry. I'm gonna play devil's advocate and say nicole is the pussycat dolls in a sense so she's a pussycat doll maybe she's pussycat she's definitely pussycat but the rest of them are the dolls right let's just say that for sure um and yeah maybe she does want a little bit more because she is putting a lot more maybe her name is the bigger name on the bill i totally understand that and i did read somewhere that the other girls were getting like 13 percent each except for carmeet who's getting about like five to six percent only because she wasn't part of uh, doll domination, right? I could be completely wrong, but I remember reading it. I gotta, I gotta find the thing, but I found it. And I thought, okay, I mean, I get it because she, quote, unquote, she is the bigger artist. Um, but on the other hand, if, if Robin does not sit there and borrowed all this money, I wonder where it is, you know, because <laughs> yeah. I do believe a lot of her pussycat affiliated entities have gone under, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Um, I think right now she's just surviving on the name of the group. Um, and on top of that, she's a little bit older, 60 years old. Um, so maybe she wants to kind of settle down and kind of stop all the businesses. But if she did borrow that much money, I wonder where it went. Because a couple of years have passed. And for it to not have done, turned into anything seems a little suspicious.
0: It's interesting because Robin, obviously, she's the creator. She was mm-hmm. kind of the main driving force the whole time. Um, mm-hmm. And so personally, I think it is actually fair that she owns the majority of the brand, yeah. like, yes, I agree. Nicole is the star. They couldn't do an arena tour without her. So she is completely essential. And she did obviously have a lot of creative input and she wrote a lot of the songs mm-hmm. and, and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think again, it's just ego taking over from the both of them. Mm-hmm. Like hmm. they both need this. Like Nicole, yes. like I said, like we said earlier, Nicole found, you know, she found success in everything other than music. So. We've learned mm-hmm. if you want to perform and you want to be a pop star, you got to do it with the dolls. Sorry. Like that's yeah, just what the public totally. wants. And that's what you'll be remembered for. You'll always be mm-hmm. Nicole Scherzinger from the Pussycat Dolls, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and Robin, same thing. Like you yeah. need this and you need Nicole. You need Nicole to make this yeah. work. So the fact that yeah. they had to make this public into some, into a lawsuit is just absolutely crazy for me because I don't think they could ever, I don't, I'd, I'd be very surprised if they recover from this and the girls manage to reunite because the hmm. trust, how can you have trust between the two of them now after all this, you know? Yeah. I don't know how you yeah. could make that work. Um, yeah So yeah, I, I think it's an interesting situation. It's a sad situation. Um, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I'm sad we didn't get to hear what would have come from the uh, girls. Yes. like It would have been interesting to yeah. see uh, more music and just kind of see what they did. I'm sure they would have put on a great show as well.
1: And it's sad because Robin's girl group legacy has now gone down in flames. (laughs) Again, as much as I say, oh my God, I love the girl groups that she has put out. It's just uh, the reputation isn't great. And then PCD is the the most unforgettable one. I mean, when I said Paradiso Girls, some people go, who? Who?" I'm still trying to figure out what their contracts look like because I'll be damned. If I was Kimberly Wyatt and I came out postpartum to sit there and pop my poom poom just to be like, hey, listen, we're not going to do nothing no more. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I came out just getting stitched up, and you want to sit there and tell me we are not working no more? Nah. Yeah, so I mean, my... I, I, I will say I think I
0: would guess because they're independent now. So, so back with the Interscope deals, we know yeah. that the other four or five with Carmeet were under like an employee contract essentially. So they were mm. getting a salary. It was just a salary. It was. It didn't have anything to do with the profits made from tours or anything like that. It was just a salary. Oh, that's terrible! Um, unless they then made deals on top of that, which is possible. Mm-hmm. I'd say with mm-hmm. the new stuff, you, you you found that stuff about the percentage. They were actually yeah. all on REACT, so at least they will get royalties from that. Um, yeah. But it won't be very much, I don't think. It wouldn't be a high percentage. Yeah.
1: No, it wouldn't be. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> not with those so. harmonies. Probably getting like 2%. From from my experience of doing royalties for a, a group, uh, a singing group in Korea. They ain't getting that much, but kudos for at least being on the the the, the split sheet. Congratulations!
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, what do you think is next for them? And oh, uh, what, what I do don't know. You know,
0: I, I I'm curious. Again, I'm I'm kind of just rooting for the other girls because like you, it is kind of like a divorced, like the kids of a divorced of <laughs> divorced parents. Yeah. Like they're kind of just in limbo mm-hmm. regarding pussycat dolls, and they and they really can't do anything about it so they kind of just have to move on right so i'm supporting them you know i'm curious what what they're gonna do we did get that weird video of of santa baby that uh, jessica and ashley did during the quentin quarantino (laughs) Um, yeah you know i think i think if the four of them really wanted Mm -hmm. to they could do like that Pride tours and, like, little Ooh, club gigs yeah. and things like that. Because, you know, in the UK, you still have, like, I think it's now S Club 3 that I'm do crying. little gigs like that.
1: <laughs> right. I think
0: 5 is <laughs> okay. now actually, like, three of them. You know, so oh,
1: Liberty X yeah. is also just
0: now the, the girls, the boys are not doing it. So uh-huh. there, is, there is opportunity there. They aren't, like, huge opportunities, but you could still, right. like, perform and stuff. However... Because of the whole brand being owned by Robin, she would have to approve that, right? And I, I, I think that might cheapen, that does probably cheapen the brand a little bit, I think, from her perspective, right? So, I don't mm-hmm. know. I think if they wanted to, they could pursue that. The other four, they could do smaller yeah. things, but I don't know if they would, would want to. But yeah, you know, I, I don't know, it's, it sucks. You know, I think going back this whole week and listening to their stuff, that first album is still such a good album. So, you know, I, 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 I appreciate what they have done. Um, I think they're a very unique group in this history of girl groups that we have. Um, yeah. And yeah, I like them a lot still. So it's mm, sad. I agree with you. Yeah,
1: It's unfortunate, but um, that being said, do you have any highlights of their discography? <laughs> yes.
0: All right. So my highlight from their back catalog is Hot Stuff, I Want You Back mm. from the PCD album. Mm-hmm. This was such a cool way to sample hot stuff. And I love the use of the bitter pill instrumental. It makes it sound a mm-hmm. little sultrier and really, I don't know. It was just sexy in a different way because hot stuff is already sexy and sultry, but like they totally gave it a different vibe. Um, this felt right. it was creative and also have to give a shout out to Carmeet's little moment. She sings the post chorus. <laughs> it sounds amazing. So yeah, uh... how about you? What's your discography highlight?
1: Okay, even though it's only Nicole singing on a damn song. Uh, I choose whatchamacallit. What, what you call it, call it, call it, call it? call it, call it? What you- Yeah, so whatchamacallit, I feel like it's from the doll domination um, album and it's not bad. It's one of those songs that could have been with would have benefited not even could have would have benefited from group vocals yeah. um it's it sounds like a club record you're talking about going out you're talking about what you got on all this stuff that a girl group could sing about um it is it's again it's fun but it was just been so much better with all their vocals uh <laughs> but yeah i mean at the end of the day uh the girls did give us some Pop in tracks to pop our biscuits to and shake our yams too. So I'm definitely super grateful. Um, and yes, let this be a lesson to you have some of the younger kitties. If you're tired, if you're trying to figure out what your sound is going to be and you don't want to sound like a breathless pop girl, then maybe try approaching this pop R&B sound and be a smitten sex kitten. <laughs> or maybe instead of like letting young teenage girls dance sexually and provocatively, actually give older pop girls an opportunity to be awesome. Mm. Okay? In the UK, they're definitely doing it. But out here, not so much. Mm. Um, but yeah, with that, class is dismissed.
0: Yes. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much for listening. Please leave us some comments and hit us up on our social media accounts at CCTV Pops. And let us know what you think of the Pussycat Dolls and who else you'd like us to feature in this 101 series. And you can also join us on Patreon. Patreon where we'd love to get to know you and you can get some access to exclusive content from us, including a lot of bloopers from today's episode. And so yeah, for our viewers on YouTube, please give us a like, subscribe to our channel and hit that notification bell. And for our listeners, please give us a rating and review on your preferred podcast platform. And don't forget Mm -hmm. to check out our Pussycat Dolls playlists on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music. Until next time, that's Shan. That's Chris and we are cctv bye
1: bye loosen up my zipper baby but you can't uh-huh. huh? friends <laughs> <laughs>